Are you more excited for Christmas or Midlands? That's an easy question. Midlands. Are you kidding me? Fist fucking me. That's... Is that too far? Don't make that face. No, no. no. <laughs> if you're okay with being fist fucked, I'm... I just feel that uh, my Christmas is Midlands. Like, there's a lot going on. We got yeah. some shit coming up. I, I, I have, like, four Christmases. I, I've got to, like... I've got to go to Davenport. I've got to go back to Carroll, Iowa. And then i got to go to Manning. And then I have to come back home and have another Christmas. Watching Midlands. And I just wish I could skip through all of it and, just and go straight, straight into Midlands. Yeah, I agree. Like, God, that is such a journey before I can watch Spencer Lee. Yeah. And his... Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. So, well... First, we're going to go into the not-so-exciting stuff, but there's some things to talk about with uh, the Maryland meet that happened. Yeah. Um, we'll skip around a little bit, but I think the first one to talk about, obviously, is Carter Happen. Well, yeah, yeah. First off, I will say it was so good to see Iowa. Come out and wrestle. Wrestle like Iowa. It's about fucking time. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time we've seen it all year, but it was it was fun to watch. And I, I liked afterwards, Tom talked about it and said, pretty much, we're still not there. You know, like, it's it's still a work in progress. Iowa wrestling is... Brandon, Maryland, Maryland's awful. Mar- Maryland is not a good team. True, but they had a few. So, Iowa's thing is is nationals. We get to that point. Sure, these there's nice things that happen along the way that build confidence and get you to that point, but it's all your just steady incline of your potential meeting your talent at nationals. Okay, so but not not that I'm not a huge Tom and Terry Brands fans. I am. I love Tom and Terry. But would you not say they're one downfall? So far, as as leading the Iowa program is when they peak, we do not. Un- it's an indirect science, and every kid's different. 
every kid peaks at a different point. Every kid mentally peaks at a different point. Every kid is not starting at the same time. You know, like we have kids coming in that they're redshirting or whatever. Right. Or we have kids that, uh, well, this year transferring in with uh, Pat Downey and stuff. And we don't, like, every kid's going to be a little bit different. Ben, you got something to say? No, I think uh, this could deal with um, just like high school wrestling. You know, the season starts the same time as college. But, you know, you go to the finals and it ends mid-February. You have a whole nother month on after that in college so i think kids your first couple years in you get phased out you're burned out after february and no like impactful wrestling has even happened yet nothing matters until march i've known ben for quite a few years now and that's one of the smartest Smartest things that ever ever came out of his mouth he uh yeah no and i will totally agree with that man um i mean i I mean definitely overlooked by a lot of people we I mean, I mean, granted, you wrestled in college, but but me, just even in high school, I can totally relate to that. At there, there's points, there's highs and lows throughout your throughout your high school wrestling career, but by February, you're ready to be done. It it is a grueling sport, and it wears on you. Yeah. And physically so, and mentally. Yeah. It, like there's everybody's getting dinged up. And then that's some things you can't like you can't predict. Somebody getting dinged up, you don't just don't know. Like we've had some injuries in the past here recently that uh have been rough that ended up being like right at or right before nationals, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, totally. But um so we're 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 talking about Carter Happel now. So he he pulled out a win. Big win. Big and, win. And it was impressive. Um, we have varying thoughts on this. Uh, I feel like there was some luck involved. Uh, and, and first off, luck shouldn't be the, the word to use because there's no luck in the sport of wrestling in my mind. Like, you oh, just no, you hit the opportunity. There, and, and but There is luck. There was, there, calls, there was calls that could have gone either way. At the same time, like you brought up um, – it's how it's taken by the wrestler afterwards. Yeah, it's all about the confidence level. That that he he now believes he belongs. Yep. He, he this is this is his spot now. I feel he is going to be he better doesn't... for this match no matter what. But at the same time, I feel like he was on his back there two points. But you know what's funny? If he was on his back for those two points, the match would have been completely different maybe. You know? It and he still could have won. Yeah. Because he was the aggressor as the sure match went was. on. It, just like every match during the Maryland duel, it was uh, as the match wore on, um, that's when we scored our points. This deal guy, he was funky. And he you could tell he was a guy that it was a big move guy. Like he would hit five, six big moves a match, every match, and that's how he won his matches. That's how he got ranked 12th or whatever he was, you know? Yep. And Apple did well fending off most of those. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as an overall talent, I think he's still needing progress. But he yeah, th- there was, was the better wrestler. There in was that match. one particular scramble in that match when um, uh, who was the wrestler's name? The the Maryland kid. Uh, Deal. Dahl, wasn't it? D i e h l. Deal. Dial. 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 Who the 
fuck cares? Let, but let's settle with Dial. But uh, there there was one instance when Dial had um had Happel's leg way up in the air, and you thought he was dead in the water, and it kind of goes against that one point you made last week as far as if you if if the kid has your leg, you never turn and run. Don't turn and run. Yeah. But he turned around. Turn and ran, but then came and back. then swiveled his hips yeah, yeah. and you always got squared come off. Back. Yeah, and the squaring up is what saved him. Yes, it so was. It, it does was not go against he, my point. He, he you never turned and run from fucking takedown. He faked it. Yeah, he, faked he psyched it. him out. Well, he clear he cleared enough space to where he could make a scramble come out of it, and that that and that was but that was good to see. You, I I thought, you know, from what we saw to Carter Happel against Rutgers. You know, this is probably an experience gets him, and nothing's going to come out of this. And he created a scramble. To, to to me, that was the point in the match when I knew Happel can hang with the best of them. And so, and pretty much luck has it that uh, Ben here actually grew up 12 miles, not even. How far is it? Mount Vernon to Lisbon. One mile, <laughs> maybe maybe uh, two miles from house to house, I guess. And and he has something to say about it. He had he had some points he wanted to make. So hold on one sec. So you know, growing up, the Happel name—that's all you heard about wrestling. Um, ten when he was ten years old, you know, you just heard Carter Happel, Carter Happel. And he had a lot of big names to look up to um, from Lisbon. He had uh, Roy Salger from, you know, the 90s. And then he had Morningstar to look up to. And so, you know, the whole town Lisbon's like, well, Carter Happel, he's going to trump both of those two and become the next uh, Lisbon great. But, you know, I think he has that pressure on him to, like, live up to this expectation that the whole town is putting on him is uh, you have to win a national title. You have to make it to the big tourney. And so, you know, uh, I think this win will help him out. But, you know, you look at his high school career, he only has one loss. His one loss was to a guy that wrestled half the season on JV. So it wasn't even like a big-name dude. Other than that, he, like, mopped the floor with people. So then coming into college, you look and you see him, like, Losing a couple matches, I think it messed with his mind because, you know, he's not the top dog anymore. He has to grind it out. He's not going to be winning these majors, pins. It's going to be close matches, and I think it's going to take him a long time to get used to that. Good point, Ben. Hey, hey, quick question. Throw the mic uh, back in Ben's direction. Sure. I, I, I Just because just I'm completely curious, how did he lose to a JV kid? Just, 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 bre- just summarize the the match in like fifteen seconds. So the kid, um, he, he's funky. He just like is aggressive. He doesn't give a shit. Like he'll just keep coming at him, coming Kinda at. Like a deal was. And so, and see, everybody in high school, you hear Carter Happel, and you're gonna wrestle him. You're gonna wrestle defensive. You're you're looking not to lose. You're. You're not going for shots. This kid did the complete opposite. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm a senior wrestling a freshman. I'm going to go out there. I wrestled JV part of the season. Now I'm on varsity. Yeah, I'm going to be doing all these shots. And it wasn't even a close match. I think it may have been a major or something. Wow. 
Wow. Okay. Okay. So that goes back to the whole like big fish and little pond. You you never know where you really stand coming from a small school like that. You know, um, it's happened numerous times. Uh, you, you can go. I mean, you look at some other TJ Siebel type uh, scenarios. Yeah. Where it's it's a guy that was great in his in his uh, own circle. You know, and then and then when you hit adversity, that's when things change. Exactly. And sure. I feel like Apple hit his adversity when he lost to Vince Turk in the wrestle loss. Uh, Vince Turk, and and you know what? And that might have been just kind of a mind fuck to begin with because Vince Turk is kind of a brutish wrestler that kind yeah, of he's went mean. after Apple. He's mean, yeah. And um, you know, but if you get past that, you can be good. You can be great. And hopefully, he's past that. Yeah, we'll find out. I, I'm sure. Um... At least we're going to find out which one can stick with the competition that's being put in front of them right now because we have Midlands coming up. Both are obviously going to wrestle. Um, who do you think is going to be our starter for, for Midlands? Do you think we're going to give it that? we got to give it to Happel, don't we? Yeah. So what happens if Vince Turk places higher or – Vince Turk, they they meet up in the same round, like say backside consolation, um, and Turk wins that match. Is is it Turk's Turk's spot again? Well, I think a lot of it will have to deal with how Happel takes it. Like if he takes a loss against Vince Turk, it'll hurt him. But I don't know if that really changes anything because we already know that Happel has a a, a mental block possibly against Vince Turk. If yeah. That's the case. If if Happel is what we think he is after this. You know, if if he is, um, you know, a, a top 15, top 20 guy, like evidently rankings would show right now him beating a uh, 12-ranked guy. I mean, I don't know if he's actually ranked. But but so it, I think it's it's all on Happel's mentality. Well, so, so here we go. So we got basically in the 141-pound bracket of Midlands, and I'm jumping ahead. I know I am. Uh, but, uh, basically there's four ranked wrestlers at, in, in, at Midlands here. Um, if Carter Happel can finish in the top four or top five and while being named our starter, the next rankings that come out, I'm, he, he's in the top 20. He, uh, even if he doesn't say he doesn't beat any any of these of of these ranked kids in 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 the bracket at Midlands, but still finishes fifth place. Yeah, I would agree. I, he should be. Yeah, sure. And he's an Iowa guy, so he should get the nod no no matter what. Right. In my mind. <laughs> but uh, other than other than the Happel match, there's not too much to talk about as far as uh, the Maryland duel. Um, we wrestled well though. Yeah, we wrestled That's really, the main thing really to well. come from this. We came out and we were scoring points and we were looking for tough. pins. He he was in on every he, shot. He was and mean, aggressive the whole time. He was mean, and it, it was the same thing we we were talking about Marinelli's match. Um, because we just recently rewatched when, it before before we came on here, but uh, we were talking about it with Mary Marinelli. That, that kid, dickhead. he does not want you to enjoy any second that you're out there with him. Severe dickhead. Yeah, he wants you to like despise the sport yeah, in those in in those seven minutes yeah 
a lot of wrestling's intimidation and uh marinelli fits that bill like just even though he did absolutely nothing with it that point where he did pretty much the opposite side half nelson full Nel- or well um power half and was just cranking on it like almost in the grapevine type of thing even though there's nothing out of that that did not look comfortable at all. You know who who, who he reminds me of? Who? That man right there. Picture I posted up on the wall. Ben, who is that? Stash. Stash. Oh, Mike Evans? Mike Evans. He reminds me of a Mike Evans. Uh, more of a... Way more of a stockier build, but as far as that mentality and that... that dickheadness and that almost an old man look with the receding hairline yeah yeah, well yeah yeah so 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 evans had the must the old man mustache marinelli has a receding hairline same death one of the same he's making he watching marinelli wrestle almost makes me wish i was going bald (laughs) you are by the way so no one knows say that (laughs) so uh yeah, Marinella looked good. Cameron looked good. Oh, everybody really pretty much looked good. Yeah. Um, even even Sorensen came out firing right away. Yeah, got, got a pin in the first period. So the only down the the negative we have to say about this is Stoll did not wrestle. We for we didn't even wrestle. I mean, well, we couldn't wrestle Cassell, but right. We forfeited. So we could. Why, why couldn't have, uh, are we redshirting Costello? Is that why? No, because he, he didn't he wrestle. When did uh, was he wrestled you and in the I, UNI Open? Yeah. yeah, that's that's right. So I think he, he, did, he didn't travel. He got third. Yeah. Um, he should have. I watched his semifinals match. He had a takedown that they waved off. That was bullshit. I I I wanted a, a challenge flag thrown out there. Did but he get third? I'm not sure if he got third. Um, but he. Made it to the semis, and I thought that he should have won that match. Anyways, I mean, it, it, the, he wasn't the, he wasn't traveling, so he wasn't around anyways. But the thing that uh, that we wanted to bring up about that is the whole dodging thing. Okay. Stole. Well, not necessarily just stole dodging. I'm saying in general, Iowa. So Gavin had a philosophy here philosophy is that the right word sure throw All it right. out move at, on at a <laughs> okay he had a philosophy that possibly we were dodging at 41 or no 33 with carter happel 41 41 with yeah. carter happel you thought maybe maybe potentially well, we we're just holding vince turk out well here's the thing it could be either or so with that one, it's tough to say because Vince Turk looked awful against Illinois. We already talked about that. Yeah. He was shooting for miles it's out horrible. with his head down and reaching out and no setups or nothing. Okay. And so then we put in Happel, which almost makes sense. You know, it makes sense that, all right, if, if, if Vince Turk is going to wrestle that way and can't like uh, make things happen when close matches or like when a takedown's needed, let's see what the next guy can do because Everybody knows that there is uh, a little bit of uh, style issues that go into it. 
You know, like somebody knows somebody's style or or somebody just matches up well against that style and the match is completely different than what it ever should be, okay? Mm -hmm. And which um, is interesting. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to figure out to begin with. As a coach, it's hard to see what style might match up best against what style. But um, it could be questioned that maybe they're like, hey, you know what? Uh, this is a rank guy deal coming up, and let's let's have Happel give a go at it, and um, not necessarily maybe dodging or maybe not, but uh, let's just let's just give Vince Turk a break and let his mind at ease, and then and and he rethink what he did basically in right. my mind. But what turned out might have been dodging in the coach's mind a little bit could have been. Wow! Now we have a uh, a different we have a lineup change, you know. Because who's to say that Happel can wrestle this way against everybody else outside of the room? Right, right, exactly. And, and that and that's that's the most beautiful part. It, it, we, we we were actually listening to a Spencer Lee uh, interview after the UNI Open. And he was saying, you know, it's completely different when you're wrestling somebody in the practice room. You know, he felt like he was kind of shaking off the rust a little bit. And he said, you know, you can wrestle all day in the practice room, but when you get out there, it's completely different. And so, so much more pressure, man. Yeah, but but obviously, Happel is stepping up to that, and and he can handle that adversity yeah. when obviously a Vince Turk can't. And when we were talking about this, we we thought Vince Turk and Happel wrestle off was going to be close, and we thought actually Happel would get the yeah we the thought, win yep like we thought it was going to be a lot closer than what it was. Turns out Bruno was wrong as he always is. Yeah, I've yeah. never known him to be right. <laughs> but anyway, so sometimes his facts are legit, but as far as his predictions, they're awful. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not agreeing with you, Chaco Taco, motherfucker. Yeah, fuck you, Chaco Taco. God, man. If you were here right now, I'd first, headbutt first off, you till you can't we, breathe. We gotta let you know. Okay, so we love Bruno. Bruno is the man. Love strong, but yeah. yeah, yeah. And that guy, that guy follows wrestling like it's his job. It I, is his I, job right now. Well, well, yeah. He He's loves, not getting paid for. He loves. He loves the sport as much as anybody I've ever met, and. uh He's not a regular on the podcast. Sometimes we'll bring him in, you know, for some shits and giggles. But more giggles. But lay well, off the dude, man. He's he's uh he's just here to have a good time and and, and uh, try to contribute what he can to the podcast. But this is Gavin and Keaton's podcast. Anyways, so. Um, going back to Stoll. So, Stoll was was uh, supposed to wrestle, what, 10th rank guy or whatever. Yeah. And it was, was going to be a fun match. And, and I, I was excited. And I hate using the term dodge when it's Iowa. Penn State, Iowa State, anybody, you know, Okie State, everybody dodges but Iowa. Okay? Um, let me put that clear. It's more strategy for Iowa because we do just prepare for nationals. Okay, um, but Stoll, you gotta remember, he's had two different surgeries uh, on that knee, right? Yeah. 
I he might not be a hundred percent yet, and we don't have anybody else backing him up. So I think it's more just of a safe idea. Protecting. Yes. Protecting your wrestler. And and, like, and why and, what why risk you know, even if there's a five percent chance of re injuring that knee, why risk it? right now and we see that not only with stolen we see it with spencer lee we see it with uh even marinelli he was a little tweaked on the beginning of the season and we held him back and i'm okay with it at the same time you just like you have to ask those questions you have to like figure out the mindset of the coach that w- be, uh, otherwise the the wrestlers are not going to tell us what's up that's blatantly clear from every interview that spencer lee has given that uh, anybody else has ever given it's blatantly clear that they're not going to say dick until Do- Tom says it or Terry says it. Right. And um, so I I like it. Actually, I'm okay with it. I Whether it's Dodger or not, I'm okay with it because I know what's at stake. I agree with you. I, I, I really do. I, I mean, I was looking forward to it. Um, I was hoping that the knee wasn't an issue enough to to where we would have to do that but if it's if the knee still is an issue then yes we're definitely making God, the right you move just got to remember how much weight is on that one knee i know i know <laughs> he's a big boy I god i and, love and what's crazy is he's uh i mean we haven't got to see him on bottom too much but he seems like there's no issue there as far as having to get away from whoever he's wrestling I mean, maybe kyle snyder will be able to write him out but gavin's shaking his head no Fat man roll? No. Okay. Uh, spend, uh, the thing with Snyder is he does not weigh that much. How much does he weigh? 230? 240? I don't know. Kyle Snyder? Yeah. No, I would. 260? I would say he's a good 270, 275 pound man. There's only so much. He's w- massive. Okay. He, he is a giant. There's and, only- and, and, he, and he's built, he's built like a 184 pounder. So, well, you can't be built like a 184 well, pounder and weigh he, 265. He, you know what the fuck I'm I know, I know what you're saying. So, what I'm saying, though, is that's at least, at the very least, 20 pounds less than what he's normal with to do a stand-up. I don't think bottom's ever going to be an issue with the Kyle Snyder. It's going to be from their feet. But, right. anyways, right. that's right. that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying that his knee... It's more for him. It's more like the scramble positions that we got to worry about and stuff like that that you can't ever predict. You know. So, so uh, I know I, I'm not I'm not totally jumping ahead here, um, but going into Midlands tournament, considering that there is hold on here one two three four five six seven eight yes is the eight ranked wrestlers. At Midlands, yes. At heavyweight, still being one of them, yes. You think we'll we'll see him yes. go? Yes. Okay. All right. Then we can talk about it. Once, I feel like Midlands is one of those things that everybody looks at that this will determine or it, it'll show the rest of the season. It'll show where we sit. And there's a good what? How long do we have in between the Maryland and this? Three weeks. That's a good amount of time to rest up, rejuvenate, no bumps and bruises left. And uh, this is when it really starts to grind. And that's why we're going to see 
Warner. We're going to see Spencer Lee. We're going to see uh, whether they're attached or not. Uh, we're going to see him. Yeah. And we're going to see him against great competition. That's what's exciting. So, in the in the past, Iowa has had injuries during these during these these breaks because you gotta you gotta imagine that the intensity in the Iowa wrestling room is practice. I mean, close to what it is on a on a wrestling match. Practice is probably or a lot more unsafe than regular wrestling matches, even because there's so many bodies flying around in the room, man. You know, they're just like especially for heavyweights. It, you know how many steps it takes to get from one side to the other side of the mat. For for a low guy, maybe thirty. For a big guy, ten. You know, <laughs> fuck. So so at so at this point, um, at this point, <laughs> I forgot where I was going here. <laughs> at this point, I'm saying we're wrestling everybody. I think yes. I think. Oh, okay, okay. I remembered the point I was going to make here. Um, so, do you think in the practice room that Costello is instructed to maybe wrestle favoring one side? No. You don't think so? No. What What does that benefit anybody? I feel. You know, like I feel like. Well, if you're trying to rest up your wrestlers. Yeah. Well, no. If okay, I I feel like first off, wrestling in the wrestling room, um, competition wise is not as, I mean as you know, the competition in the wrestling room is not the same as on the mat. But I'm the the, the point I was making earlier is about bodies around and just like and and there's sweat all over the place, slipping and and you know just all the other environmental. Uh, challenges that come with it that causes injuries. You know, you're you're running, you're doing, you, you you're not just wrestling, and it's and you're you're doing like one minute goes. It's like jump in there and fucking go hard right now as fast as you can. You're not even like necessarily all the way warm, and you know you're not in the flow of a match and 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 then stuff like that. You know, and then you might be climbing rope and fall off the fucking rope. Who you know who knows. I'm, that's what I was getting at. As far as Costello and like any instructions coming from a coach, I hope not. Because the idea, first off, I hate to say it, uh, and this is the reason why we left it so late for like Spencer Lee to wrestle and stuff. If there's an injury to happen, you want it to happen early. You want it to happen now before you pull a red shirt. Yep. And uh, same with Warner. And, and even same with uh, with, with Stoll. Like, if, if there's going to be an injury to happen, you want it to happen early enough to where you, maybe you can get Costello in there and wrestle some real matches ahead of time and, or or uh, or at least get him in the mindset of being a real Hawkeye, not just like a practice room dummy, you know. So, no, I, if, if I was coaching and I'm imagining the – brands are the same way everything's go as hard as you can because it's still not going to be up to the competition you're going to see outside and no, if an injury you. happens it happens that's yeah. that's part yeah. of wrestling. you got red shirts to burn and everything yeah. so yeah that makes sense but um no actually with with stole you don't but but uh, granted, I, if if there's a point where like Souls <laughs> slips in the leg only because it's Costello and he wants to try something new, and then all of a sudden Costello's yanking on it, they're going to be like, "Whoa, let go of that fucking leg! Get back up on your feet, guys!" Right. 
You know, there's going to be those, but it's not going to be like, hey, you make sure you watch out for our top guy's leg. You know, first off, as a wrestler, as like if I was Costello and somebody tells me not to touch somebody's leg, I'm going after that leg hard as fuck. That's my spot coming. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Call me a dick. <laughs> you are kind of. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck you, Taco Taco. Uh, so, so do you want to go into, at, well, we're done talking about Maryland, I feel like. Um, yeah, I so, mean, so we let, wrestled well, and then, and then, and that was a big thing that came out of it. Yeah, so going into, we're just going to jump into, so we're not going to be able to do a podcast um, between the releasing of the brackets of Midlands and um, basically Christmas vacation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we we will be back after Midlands with our thoughts as far as uh, what where we where we finished and where we finished individually, but we're gonna kind of we we have a breakdown here of who is basically projected to compete in this tournament, and and the first exciting one comes up. Yep, we got Spencer Lee versus a uh, Seriano possibly. Possibly, possibly. They're hopefully the, in the finals, right? I don't know how they rank. Hopefully, this. Well, well, the thing is, is Spencer Whoa. Spencer Lee is going to be unseated. Yeah. Um, because there are seven ranked wrestlers in this bracket. Well, I was going to say, I think no matter what, the unattached are unseated. Anyways, it's the whole like drawing of the pee out of the pod thing. Yeah. So, uh. Who knows where they'll meet, but they won't meet, I feel. I feel they have to somehow. They, they, they got Somebody it. will have they to got rig it. that fucking thing, the, the, right? The only, the only one, the only, after... The only scenario you're thinking? Well, after watching the UNI Open, um, well, well, first off, uh, we had in the finals of that match with Spencer Lee versus, what was his name, Petrie? Yeah, yeah. yeah I can't. Dish. I can't remember his first name, but he's Petrie, Skyler, Minnesota. He he went fourteen and six as a freshman. You know, solid solid year. He actually beat Lee Zach, um, his freshman year. Last year, not a great season for him. He went what eleven and fourteen or something like that. Um, eleven and eleven last year. Eleven and fifteen the previous year, I believe it was, but. The thing that, yeah, he beat Lezak at the Wisconsin Open, open tournament, uh, before, you know, either one really was overly coached or anything like that. I think they're even the same year. And mm-hmm. so there's talent there. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of that uh, 11-11 or 11-15 or whatever he is or was uh, comes from probably he him being second – string and uh the kind of the passion's lost but the talent's still there yeah in the uni open it's not it's not just a jv tournament it, it really isn't i know we kind of said he was wrestling jv but you look at guys that we've been high on like a like a warner and he's finished third yeah i, I mean there's good kids at the uni open so the reason and, why we brought Spence, that spencer lee Rolled through everyone. Yeah. Just demolished that kid. Yeah. And that's a kid that uh, at one point beat Lee Zach. So, yes, uh, Spencer Lee's the real deal. From anybody that hasn't seen it, from mm-hmm. everything I've seen, 
he's the real deal, right, Ben? Yeah. Yep. So we're gonna find out for real. Um, you know what's funny is as far as the the whole Midlands go, outside of uh, you know, getting to watch uh Sorensen and Kimmer. And potentially maybe like a Wilkie, because I know he's going to at least be a second seed. Outside of getting to watch them on Big Ten Finals night, on because because Big Ten will air that live, uh, the, the at least the finals of the Midlands. I am going to be, even though he's wrestling unattached, I'm going to be glued to my computer screen sure. for every one of Spencer Lee's matches. Um, and so. So number two is Seriano. So if they're if they're both winning, they should see each other. Okay. Yep. And uh, last time they met, Seriano lost with a last second takedown to Spencer Lee. Well, we believe I I, I we believe that was the that's, last time they wrestled. That's the last one we saw. And so there's some uh, so there's not been a whole lot said of why Seriano ever lost left Penn State, and we were listening to some stuff. And there were, and we were actually reading some uh, Penn State uh, message board message boards, and found that there was a lot of talk that, like, if they even talk about Spencer Lee coming to Penn State, uh, Seriano's going to leave and go to Rutgers. And this was way before we ever way heard. before this was this was uh, back in early March twenty sixteen. Second, yeah. So the thing we get out of that is what probably happened was. Oh, all of a sudden, Seriano's hurt and can't wrestle nationals. And then Gavin Teasdale makes the switch over. Yep. And then they still say, oh, Gavin, Gavin Teasdale's probably wrestling 33 anyways. Maybe we should try to get the Spencer Lee kid who's in our backyard anyways. And turns out that pissed off Seriano enough to leave. And yeah. then we got him, which is a double win for the Hawks. Yeah. And it's exciting. Like, I, I feel like... I hope to see that match because oh that message board just died too because yeah, they gave th- up. there was speculation in there that spent there's a that Hawkeye wrestling board is saying there's an outside chance that Spencer Lee comes to Iowa and they were laughing in our face at that possibility <laughs> as well who's laughing now motherfucker as well as somebody even mentioned that that Seriano might transfer to Rutgers, and they made they made fun of the dude that posted <laughs> that. Everything, every negative and that dude, came out of that message board came true to the Penn State. Whoever fan base. that dude was, if in the you're message listening, board, just, you can you can join our podcast, sit, sit in Ben's spot for a bit. We'll talk to you. We'll figure out the real story. So next is 133. We don't want to like dwell on stuff. We this is this is a podcast right before everybody's going to Christmas. I understand you're probably traveling to your family and whatnot. So, but 33, we got Philip Locks coming in. Yep, we got a another t- tough weight class, seven ranked wrestlers. Um, got Seth. I mean, number one in the country, it's, Seth Gross, is who be there. should still have been a hawk if he didn't fucking yep. go stealing you little cunt. Yeah. Just... Can we say cunt? No, we can say anything. Yeah. Okay, cunt. Yeah, Seth Gross is a cunt. <laughs> uh, then we got uh, number five, Josh uh, Torero of cunt from American. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm gonna nail. We're so bad at last names, but uh, 
Pussy face is Scott what I call Scott DiBaccio him. of oh, yeah, Rutgers. Yeah. Um, Corbin Myers of Edinburgh. Cam Kelly. Brian Lantry of Buffalo. Dylan Duncan of Illinois. Who, who, who we didn't get to see Philip Lux wrestle Dylan Duncan because they put uh, uh, Paul, Paul Glennon. Glenn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. So that was another possible um, strategic move by the Hawks. <laughs> uh, but, hey, we'll see it. And, and actually, at Maryland, Philip was ranked 20th. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah. is it not? No I don't. I don't, I don't know what the Big Ten um, rankings are pulling from. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely not Intermet, but uh, there there's I know there's three different ranking systems that uh, cycle out there. And but, and we pretty much alternate whichever one's highest for the Hawks. That's what we go with. Well, this one. And right now, right. Philip Locks is ranked twentieth. So. Yeah. So Locks is ranked twentieth. So basically, <laughs> eight ranked wrestlers at this weight class, and. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I I mean, a top eight finish by Locks would be hopefully expected, but it's not a guarantee. Um, yeah, I, he should be higher. Ho- hopefully, hopefully. I'm expecting higher. if if he's a top a top five finish, that's going to be super exciting and promising. Is this sad? Here's what I look for. Forward. Here's what I look for when like a, a hawk is seated eighth, let's say. And there's all these other guys ranked ahead of them. I look for one or two of those other idiots to get knocked off somewhere. Like, uh, constantly. And I feel that the Hawks always will match where they should be seated. It hasn't been true recently, but that was always my game plan three years, four years ago, five years ago. You know? And um, so, in that mindset, we should be in the top five. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. We're, we're a top five team right now. No, I'm saying just in that matchup. We'll 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 be in the top two here for sure. You think so? I don't know. What teams let's let, let go back let's look at the teams real quick. Uh, I don't know if we have a, a team breakdown here. Wow. We'll find fucking out. Fucking fuckers. Hold on, give me one second, Gavin. Work that pewter. Nope. Nope. No teams. Wow. I mean we could find it. Like it's out there. Well, Rutgers is there. Let, let, like, let's just look at some of the the teams that are on for the wrestlers. On. Gav, we're gonna go. No, we're going straight into uh, 141, um, which is gonna be Carter Happel and Vince Turk going at it in this weight class. But you are gonna cover us for the next 30 seconds. Why blast out of piss right here? Well, I don't even see this monitor. Wow, God, I'm sore and shit. So, let's see. Tell your tiling story. Oh, God. So, I was helping tile, tear out tile, and me being the badass that I am, I, I just decided moving everything by myself before my cousin even shows up. And I'm yanking on tile and moving a sink and... My back just, like, lower back just went out. Hardcore. Probably the worst I've ever had. I barely fucking can move. But, you know, as soon as as soon as soon my cousin Joe shows up, I'm like, ah, let's, let's do this. Come on. I've been, you know, waiting on you. <laughs> Turns out I couldn't move and we had to end early. But my whole mindset is, is like, I can't let this little fucker show me up on nothing. So, just made things worse, obviously. But we survived. We're moving on. 
So well, I I do want to state Gavin's and I said told him this earlier. Gavin's is the type of person to where his mind uh basically can go beyond what his body's capable what his <laughs> My what, body what, can't what, do. what his body is capable of. Yeah. So so he hurts himself on a regular basis. <laughs> if I've known anything about Gavin, this, this guy's Whoa. always struggling from something. I, I'm trying to think of that song. But my body, my body's telling me no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, one forty-one. Yeah, we got. We're gonna see. We're gonna see Vince Turk, right? Dude, is that uh, Stickley even... from Wisconsin? Is he related? Ben, look that up. Stickley from Wisconsin. Is he related to our Stickley? Yeah, look that up, Ben. That's what you're here for. So is Stickley's from. Is isn't Stickley from Port Dodge? Yeah. Eli Stickley from Wisconsin, number 15th in the country. Like the Bible, but he, I don't think he was in it. He would have died by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so, we're looking at Carter Happel. I mean, he already being the number 12 kid. Scroll back up. Get out of that. So, here to beat the number 12 kid. So, that from tells Maryland. me he should be well, well, number two. Well, it looks like a, a dial... Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where Flo is pulling the rankings from. We can check it or Matt, but Ryan Dial, who he beat from Maryland, is ranked 18th in this Flo wrestling breakdown. Okay, so Eli Stickley has a twin named uh, Mariah. So that's Ooh. probably female, right? I think she's a babe. <laughs> but but it says. <laughs> All right, Mariah and Eli Stickley are twins, and Justin is their cousin. FYI. Interesting. Isn't that? That is. Ben, coming in the clutch. <laughs> it's too so, bad they'll never get to wrestle each other. Why? I guess they could. We'll bump them up. I guess Wisconsin could take a 125-pounder right now. Put Mariah in. Mariah would probably we weigh 125. Um, a kid like <laughs> a kid like Stickley, obviously love the kid. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that that's a kid that you know walk on, probably not a Division one kid, but being in the Iowa so, program for a year, Iowa made him a Division one. Say kid. what you were wanting to say earlier. Say say like you ask me the question you asked me earlier about what. So the reason the the thing that Keaton asked earlier was, what do you think will happen to Justin Stickley after this year? Like, do you think he'll transfer? And my answer is, well, first off, I always been known to have, and I hate to say it, just I always been known to have way better second, third, even third string guys. Agreed. Okay? And the only he walked on to Iowa. Knowing, I mean, if you're a walk-on, you know for the most part that you're not going to wrestle on the team as as a starter long term, right? Unless unless you just do something phenomenal, phenomenal. <laughs> and uh, it comes down to like, so what got him to this point where he's winning some matches on the D1 level like he is now? He because he does look like a good D1 wrestler, good. Like, not Iowa level, but good. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what got him here, 
what got him here was the Iowa coaching, the Iowa atmosphere, the Iowa mentality, the Iowa expectations. Okay. And so Keaton asked me, do you think he'll leave after this year? I'm like, I'm telling him if it was me and I walked on to Iowa, not, not entirely sure of how I would become as an Iowa wrestler. And then all of a sudden I become a lot better than what I expected to be. I would say that that all is because of the Iowa lifestyle of wrestling. And therefore, if I was to leave, it wouldn't be till my junior or senior year where I can milk every bit of that extra, um, uh, I don't know, uh, strength from, from the coaching, from the program, from the atmosphere, and, and then go on to be a national champ because every one of them's brainwashed to be a national champ at Iowa. So by the time he's a junior or senior, he's ready to be a national champ. Then he can go somewhere else and instantly jump in and be like, you know what, I'll show you guys how to be what I am. And I'll, I'll be this national champ for fucking, let's say, you and I. Yeah. Or uh, Grandview or it, wherever. Stick st- is a freshman, right? Mm-hmm. So – it would not surprise me at all if I saw that kid wrestling at a different school his junior year. Um, but for now, a national qualifier, winning a few matches, and then I, I, I could honestly stick, see Stickley eventually becoming an All-American. It, he's just not going to be able to do it at Iowa. Correct. So, in other words, he should and probably will stick around Iowa. And he probably he does. And he probably might see some. We'll we'll throw him in there, like uh, here and there, uh, when when uh, a break is needed for Spencer Lee, or you know he gets tweaked up or whatever, or even bumping up and filling in a weight class or whatever. And uh, he's going to be utilized nonetheless, and he's only going to get better for it. So, that, Justin, if you're listening to me, stick around, buddy. You're stud, and that and that's one thing that I can uh, that I could see out of him is you know the kid is tall and lanky, like you said. You don't even know how his uh, muscles yeah, he, stick he, to his bones. Yeah, but uh, well, he, I don't think they do right now. They're falling off and like down to his <laughs> ankles. Or something. I don't see him up top. But. but but the kid is tall and lanky. He obviously could go up a weight class if he put on some muscle. You know, put on the fucking Doyle. Yep. weight room for for six months that kid will fill out as a 133 pounder because right now we don't have really a better option at 133 other than yeah other than who well philip locks and and, yeah. and paul glenn we'll see Okay. We'll see. So he's got to prove himself. So still. at 141, that's going to be interesting. We'll have to see where Vince Turk and or uh, Happel line uh, finish and line up actually, because seating could have a lot to deal with where they end up. Um, just matchup wise. Yeah, and and we're pulling our stats from Flow Wrestling preliminaries, basically for Midlands. Um, so they, so this is just like speculation. But uh, in the commentary at the end, they don't actually have Vince Turk listed as a wrestler that's going to compete. But they say uh, would be really great to see Anthony Ashall in the field like 33. Vince Turk should be here as well for Iowa. 
the lack of ranked guys gives this country an opportunity to learn about some bubble qualifiers. So, um, basically, Flow Wrestling throwing it out there that we're probably potentially going to see both Iowa guys going in this. But you think, I and, and I, I think so, um, that Happel is the one representing Iowa during the Midlands. Yeah. It's hard not to after like, how do you tell a kid that just be a ranked kid that and and especially over the the supposed starter, who never has beaten a ranked kid, how do, how do you tell him that he doesn't get the nod there? I agree, and and that will only add to his confidence, which will be great. Yep. Uh, so one forty nine. Uh, we got. Brandon Sorensen is going to be our, our uh, Brandon Sorensen is going to be our top seed at this uh, weight class. We, what he is going to have to go, assuming that they meet in the finals, um, Justin Oliver of Central Michigan. But, again, a lot of ranked kids at this weight class. We got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight ranked kids again, including Brandon Sorensen at this weight class. So there is, with the way Sorensen wrestles, that's kind of scary. Not to me. He's been there. He's done it. He's a senior. He's he's gonna he's gonna win it. Think so? Yeah. I I, I can I can see the finals match. Assuming I, I I'm assuming that he's gonna make finals at least. You know he's he's gonna he's gonna clear the the you know seven through twenty kids that are in there. But I I think finals. With the goes exception way. of the one match, he hasn't been wrestling that bad. Hmm. You're just hung up on that one match pretty hard. Yeah, it was a rough match to watch. Sure, but he still won it. Yeah. So he, and he and he won it in the fashion that he normally did two years prior. You want to regain my Brandon Sorensen-ness, win this tournament. And I will be talking about, I will be talking the same way about him as I was uh, coming into the season. That's fair, but we have, con- I mean, Brandon Sorensen is uh, one take, that, like he's not going to get, in my mind, there's these people, okay, and we're gonna go off on a little tangent here. There's, there's this, there's these styles of wrestling that control the match. Whether it's close or not doesn't demonstrate, doesn't show like a two to one victory does not show the kind of match that they wrestled because there was domination within that match. It's just a style thing, like. We'll go back to it time and time again, I'm sure, even more. Like, Ryan Morningstar was that guy. Granted, I feel like I feel like Sorensen has more talent than Ryan Morningstar has. I, sorry, Lisbon, and, you know. But talent-wise, Sorensen is more of a brute, physically impressive guy. Athlete. Athlete is a way to put it. But... I mean, actually, Morningstar was a hell of an athlete. He was fast as fuck, quick as fuck. Like, he was decently strong. Yeah. In those spurts. But the thing with both of them that I notice is they control every tie-up. They control every position. 
there's rare amounts of scrambling and that's because they have the control the ones that you got to worry about is a two-to-one victory where there's a lot of instances where it could have been otherwise but the but i i agree with you i agree with you and that i i totally 100 percent i'm on board with what you're saying because that is how Morningstar was as good as he was. But Brandon Sorensen, that's why he loses to a guy like Pat Lugo, is because he takes Pat it. Pat Lugo's good. He is good. He's very good. But he takes it down to the wire sure. against any, like, top 20 kid. You're, you're, it's going to be a two-point match going into the third period sure. minimum. Sure. So... There's that opportunity there, that one slip-up. Granted, Sorensen, those slip-ups are far and few between, but they happen. And maybe, you know, he's undefeated so far this season, so maybe he's at that point to where those slip-ups aren't going to happen anymore. But if if he wins this tournament... I, I, I will I will fall in line with the way he wrestles. The only rebuttal I'll say to that, and uh, it's going to maybe upset some people, there's also big slip-ups that happen to people that are overly aggressive. We've seen it with Terry Brands. That's true. He's a <laughs> physical specimen. He's a guy that rarely lost, but he has had losses because he gets overly aggressive. And so there, there is a happy medium, and you have to feel it match by match. And I feel like uh, it's it's a safer thing for matches like these. Sure, we're not getting bonus points. Sure, it's not as fun to watch. Sure, it's a little more nerve wracking. But I feel it's safer. Yeah. And when you is it uh, who, who's number one at this weight class? Is it Rutherford? Yeah. Oh, Zane. Yeah, Zane Rutherford. Yeah. Okay, so when you look at it like that, Rutherford, he's one of those big point scorer kind of guys. That's the kind of match that you want it to come again, down to a takedown at the end. Once again, that's one of those. I look for him. It'll be a 1-2 seed. I look for him to lose somewhere along the line to the national championship, and that's how we win it. By the way, Sorensen, if you're listening, we're going to need that match against Penn State in the duel. Like That is one we cannot lose moving forward just throwing that out there but let's jump into 157 we got uh michael kemmer he's gonna be our top seed who, who, who are the two fucks that are ranked ahead of him Ooh, what wait that's 57 is that one of the the jordans i'm sorry it's there is ohio state there, bo jordan maybe there there's no way off on that that there are two other better wrestlers in the country. <laughs> well, they're they're going to leave it that way until they meet. That's how it goes because it, um, until like one of them gets knocked off. What do we got? Oh, uh, you got uh Lavelli, Lavelli, Lavelli from Missouri. Uh he's ranked number 2. And then you got North. Douchebag. Oh, no. Yeah, so, I mean, they're going to keep those rankings all the way up until somebody gets knocked off. They're not going to try to dick with them. And and it's especially since, you know, um, 
I mean, they're going by the national. I mean, it'll take somebody losing the. You're heading out. Heading out, Ben. Yeah, we'll see ya. Ben, you're not heading out yet. All right, man. Unless I meet, like somebody has to lose. That's the only thing. Right. I mean, that's they're keeping it from last year. Somebody has to lose. It doesn't matter how much you beat somebody by, and then the other one only wins by so much. It's not going to happen that way. I hear you. So we'll jump into one sixty-five. We're gonna have Marinelli going, man. Who is now ranked number twelfth in the country? Way too low. I agree. Um, he's gonna have to get past Evan Wick uh, from Wisconsin, number seven. Uh, probably more than likely gonna see Martinez in the finals. Yep. And Imar and him have wrestled uh, in the past last year. Um, Marinelli was in on a lot of shots, deep on a lot of shots. There was, but Imar has a scrambling yeah. son of a bitch. He has hips from God knows where. K- Caleb Young, though, I mean, he he got in on a yep. couple. Of I would say actually, Caleb Young wrestled fairly good. Sure, he got tech fouled, but he kind of got worn down. I'll tell you this: Marinelli needs to be in shape. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had the the hard goes. But from what we've seen so far, uh, when he was wrestling Richie Lewis, uh, he was definitely um, got stronger as the match went on. Yeah. And so from everything I've seen, as far as that goes, uh, he his shape seems to be there. <coughs> so I, I would expect nothing less than a second-place oh, finish from Marinelli. That sip was strong. Ooh. Oh, I'm jealous. I'm completely out of BV. No. Nah. Benny Boy made mine strong. Kind of a drink of yours. A little bit. Don't take it easy. That's mine. Thanks, man. All right. So, let's go ahead and move on. That's that's pretty much, I mean, Marinelli's coming in. It's hard telling where he's going to finish, but I'm going to say he's he's at the top there. Yep. Um, and then we're, we're going to go into 174. We got uh, Joey Gunther gonna be representing us and joey to me has been wrestling tough he's solid he's just like it's hard to explain but you you almost have to see the matches if you guys don't watch these iowa wrestling matches especially at the uh at the the duels as they happen live you know it's hard to see the the effort that that guy gives You'll hear the coaches yelling in the background, like, one more takedown, keep pushing. And I don't know why, and maybe it's just like a mentality thing, like that he's one of those guys that has to have that extra little push, but they push him a lot harder than most. Right. And I feel it's because he is that, um, I hate saying it, but overachiever type. Like, his, he has to be extra aggressive to make up for the talent loss, but – He's doing it extremely well. And a lot of that confidence is 90% of it. Okay. And so if he keeps winning these matches in his head, he is good enough. And then his talent, like he'll let out some moves that he normally would only hit in practice, you know? And then all of a sudden we start seeing talent levels that we never saw earlier on in the season. So one thing that I will say about Joey Gunther is there's been actually a couple times 
since we started this podcast that uh, we actually get the 174 and we it seems like we have like semi brain farts of, about who we're even gonna yeah he's who we're talking about so he like he's an under the radar kind of kid um, which is good yeah it, it's not a bad thing because when you're struggling to find a kid at a weight class there's nothing really negative to say about him. So there's there's nothing that stands out as far as that we got to call out on our podcast. But he's not dominating the matches. Even though he's undefeated, he hasn't been dominating his competition. So he kind of gets forgotten about in the mix sometimes when we're talking about him. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. He's not flashy. No, okay. it's not at all. And and he's just a straightforward, uh, kind of work you till you die wrestler, which I freaking love. I love those guys. Those are my underdog guys. Yeah. Those are my guys that I want to root for time and time again. Come nationals, they're the ones that everybody else at nationals that's wrestling overlooks, just like we do in this podcast. And they'll surprise you. Man. Yeah, and it, it's kind of like going back to the Cash Wookie story of last year at Nationals. You know, um, granted, Wookie didn't, Wookie didn't put nearly the effort forward that Gunther is putting forward as far as a starter goes. Um, but that's what you hope to see out of a Gunther. If we saw that same performance that out of Gunther this year going into the Nationals that we saw out of Wookie last year, that would be a really you know, uh, fun moment. Basically. You know what I would compare him to, actually, and it, it might be kind of weird because it's extremely different weight class and stuff like that. But he's kind of like a McDonough, just the same thing. Just keep going. Nothing flashy. Nothing out of the ordinary. Sure, McDonough beat a lot of big names, but who's to say Gunther can't yet? Yeah, but McDonough was he he was go 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 go. He's gonna shoot that single on you. I know. 30 I, I hit times. a soft spot there because McDonald's like one of your favorites. So. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like he's he did nothing flashy, nothing, just old school wrestle forward and keep going. Yeah. So I agree with you. Um, so we'll go into 184. We're gonna have Mitch Bowman for us. Um, kind of the same scenario, really. Yep. This is his opportunity, Gab. Sure. This is his opportunity. This this. We've we've got basically five ranked wrestlers at this weight class. Nobody outstanding here. Yeah. Like uh, top top ranked kid at this weight class is going to be Ricky Robertson from Wisconsin, number eight in the country. Um, granted, Bowman's probably not at that level yet, but we got a number 11, 15, and seventeen ranked kid. You hope to see him come out on top of at least one of those. Yeah, I'm still confused by Bowman, to tell you the truth. I have no idea where he really sits. He's a tough one. Like, Gunther, I kind of know where he'll be. Um, He, I hate to say it, Gunther, I feel like he won't be, he won't surprise us with a, a miracle type of scenario, but he will outwork a lot of people and place higher than what he probably should. Bowman, it's hard to tell yet. I, I just... I, I'm kind of confused still where he sits. Yeah, and I, again, he's he's one of my favorite stories so far this season. 
disappointed us the uh well against Maryland um completely dominated I granted probably resting and nobody again but he looked like the Mitch Bowman that I was pulling for early on this season and so not to kind of overshadow this or anything like that but um we'll see him wrestle but there we <coughs> heard from sources that uh Pat Downey himself personally has claimed that he's coming to wrestle against Michigan State. Yep. Yep. We got a somewhat of an inside source on that. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, Pat Downey, that could be exciting. Sure. What, 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 do you think, uh, what are you thinking for him? First off, he's not seen much mat time that I know of. I mean, I'm sure he's in the room somewhere, or some room. Is he even allowed to, like, wrestle in, like, obviously not, otherwise we would have seen him, but, like, the UNI Open? Um, hmm, that's a good question. No, because we haven't seen him. Yeah, we haven't we haven't seen him wrestle a single match yet. To, I don't know rules wise if he's allowed to, um, but obviously he hasn't. I will say this: if if he can come in and wrestle that fast, that's impressive work for him to do individually. Yeah, and if and if he's one hundred percent healthy, we need him to come in. ASAP. Well, he he needs he needs I'm, to get going. I'm, he needs so, to build up that gas tank. Here's the thing: I've been like kind of qu- not questioning, but like wondering about like how much wrestling is he doing? Is he going to be in shape? Is he going to make weight? He's he's going to try for 84, from what I'm hearing. Okay, and I just his just the guy him personally, the guy I know from looking on the outside. I don't know if he's one to take that self-initiative to get in shape like you need to be for a wrestling match i could see him being in shape for like running a few sprints but i don't see him uh being a guy that fucking be in iowa wrestling shape and but only the coaches will be able to say that once he comes right and he's training the iowa wrestling room so there there's gonna be there's gonna be shape there you you would hope so at least is he training at the Iowa wrestling? Is he not allowed even to practice? So. I don't think because he's still with Iowa State finishing classes. Yeah. No, has. no, he's in Iowa City. I know for a fact that he is in Iowa City right now. Right now, yes. Yeah. That's interesting. Is he doing online stuff? Because he, from what I heard, he had to finish a semester. They, they must be online classes then, because I know I I know he's living in Iowa City. Interesting. Yep. So, I don't know, though, if you can wrestle with Iowa wrestlers, if you're still, I mean, even if you're doing online classes with Iowa State, he's not technically with Iowa yet. But but he's got to be doing some type of conditioning as far as that goes. Like I, That's what I was saying. He, with his, like, his self. Down. That's what I was saying. Like, with his self-initiating, like, I don't know if he can actually be in the wrestling room. Maybe he's just working out with the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Well, that's a possibility. Mark Perry. That's a possibility. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. As far as I know, nobody knows. But maybe Mark Perry knows. I have a hard time believing just by, like, from what I know from the guy from Iowa State. The, the I, I hate going into it, but. Because now he's a hawk, but as an mm-hmm. Iowa State guy, he is a cocky son of a bitch. 
and uh, it'd we're, be it'd be hard. We're gonna like that though. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna want that. We're gonna like that on our side. Yeah. Right now, I don't know. Well, we need him broke, like a wild stallion th- broke. Th- that's what makes us. Even though, granted, we're seven and zero. We are seven and zero. So we 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 are. We have the record to be up there with the best in the country right now. But knowing what we potentially have in the chamber right now. There's just a lot of questions. That's the only thing. And and here's the thing with wrestling. there's When there's so many questions, only a few of them are, like, legitimate, it seems. Right. Like, there's not ever a shoe-in. Ever. So... I mean, we've seen it. I can name uh, Alex Sertzis. Sure, he came in, wrestled great, beat like a uh, was Nate Gallic, Nate Nick Gallic, one of the Gallics, came out strong, and then from there he's kind of a flop, you know. Um, and he was one of those guys undefeated from for how long with New Jersey, I think. Uh, I mean, and it seems like our best chances are those Iowa-born, Iowa-bred sons of bitches with two losses and a chip on our shoulder. This is the opposite. Yeah. So. 187. Yep. Uh, that Cash Wilkie is going to be the second seed of this tournament. Um, Nate uh, Rotert of South Dakota State, ranked number six, two spots ahead of Wilkie. Uh, going to be the number one seed. Um, here's the thing. There are some good kids in this weight class. We uh, at least at least that are going to match up well against Wilkie. Uh, we got the so number six, first seed Wilkie, second seed, and then we have number ten. Uh, how do you say that? Jarek Kazunik of American. God, American must have a solid team this American year. American always has a few. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you got number thirteen, Corey Grigo. Of Oregon State, number fifteen, Frank Matiniak of Penn. So those are those are matches. Like, don't get me wrong. If Wilkie wrestles with confidence and control through this tournament, he's gonna win it. If he wrestles like the Wilkie we've seen that gets mentally defeated super easy, easy. I could see Wilkie finishing as low as fifth in this tournament. Wilkie. Cash Wilkie. He's just that guy that you never know. Okay, now this one goes to your point about wrestling matches close. You're going to lose some. Yeah. That go. This is a guy that goes that. Because he is better than most of the ones he wrestles. He, he, he just wrestles them close because he – two things. It's a confidence thing. Confidence. And one, I think it's just like – okay. I feel – confidence is a big part. But I, I feel like he seriously doesn't realize the scenario he's in. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't I, – I wouldn't call it mat awareness. What, what do you call that? I don't know. It's just like he doesn't know the circumstances of certain takedowns and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he he, he just oblivious to 
the idea of winning a match um, and, and pivotal points. Pivotal points. And not necessarily that, 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 just scoring points, pivotal points in the match where, like, he'll give up takedowns and then expect to get him back later. That's not necessarily the case in this, you know. Maybe in high school, maybe I don't know what he's thinking. He has to realize that there's things that – actually, in college wrestling, you need to fight every fucking time, every second, every, every tie-up. You have to fight it, and he does not. First off, I agree with everything at the end there that you said, but I will say that if there's one thing Wookie has shown us – is that he can compete in pivotal points. Uh, when it comes to not necessarily winning us a duel meet, because we really haven't needed him to win us a duel, he has shown up when we needed him, and that was at Nationals. If everybody outperformed their expectations the way Wilkie did at Nationals last year, we would have won the national title, hands well, down. Let me first – I personally, I don't – I don't – so, like, okay. We're, we're going to go off on a little tangent here. So, I don't feel mm-hmm. like – I love tangents. I don't feel like wrestling is at all ever at any point a team sport. I whether people I I know that coaches and some um, people commentating and stuff want to say that oh they got on the run with this ta- this match and this match and no these guys are in the back room fucking warming up they don't know what the fuck's going on they only care about their match to say that anybody ever like pulls out a match based on what needs to be sure there's some added pressure and some guys can can fucking rise to a like go a little bit more but at the same time in their mind every time it is their match sure if the coach like right before they get on the mat which might not be a good idea by the way but if any time somebody says right before they get on the match we need a pin out of you that's gonna it might mind fuck the fuck out of them for one two they already know but it's not in the four. Like that's not their. Their goal is to win. They're wrestling their match. They're going to win their way. They're going to wrestle their style, and that's what you want. So when you consider that uh, maybe Cash Wilkie pulled out something for us at Nationals, I'm sorry. I'm going to call bullshit on that. He's wrestling for him, and as he should. That's Nationals. It's an individual thing. And then on top of that, I. I really don't think he puts that thought into it. You know, like, it's it's more like, I think he's taking the lazy way out, really. He's trying to win the match, and he's trying to stay, like, he's afraid of getting tired. Yeah. And so he's going to wrestle all the way up until he's going to keep it close. I agree with that. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's what that is, I feel. Yeah. 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 I don't disagree with the single thing you just said there. Um, but I, I, I honestly think even though uh, Wookiee's going to be the second seed going into this tournament, um, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he finishes low as fifth. Yep. Yep. He's going to have a mind fuck somewhere in there. 
Yep. He's probably going to lose to almost a nobody, too. Mm-hmm. And then he'll wrestle back tough. Yep. And, you so know. Maybe he's one of those guys that he needs that kick in the ass. I don't know how we're going to have to get it, you know, <laughs> outside and, of that. And, and as long as, just, just from what we've seen him at Nationals last year, as long as Wookie is a top 15 kid going in to the NCAA tournament, He's going to have a 50-50 chance of being an All-American. Unfortunately, I don't know if it's that high. <laughs> you don't think it's that high? I I hope it is. <laughs> I'm not going to explain my reasons because I'm an Iowa fan. All right. I'm so, cool with that. heavyweight. Yep, we're going to have, hopefully, you think we're going to see him? Yes. I pray to God. That he is wrestling this tournament, but Sam Stoll is going to be the second seed sure. coming coming in this tournament. And uh, the 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 toughest competition that he will see will be Tanner Hall of Arizona State if they if they meet, assuming they do. Um, number four in the country. Who's uh? What's the next down? Uh, number eleven, uh, Billy. Billy Miller of Edinburgh. Okay. Yeah, I could see. Uh, but, but 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 you got a uh, number 11, 12, 14, 17. So those are a lot of kids. Yeah. That are right, right there, there with each yeah. other. Yeah. So. So. I'm sure we'll see a lot of tight matches. Yeah, that's with, what I was going to say. Heavyweight's going to be tough. We're gonna we're gonna see him in the top four. I think he might lose. <clears throat> Semifinals or finals? Yeah, semis probably. And I think it's going to be like a two to one, something like that. You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there there are nine ranked wrestlers in this weight class. What's your feeling on Stoll right now? Uh, Stoll, I feel like is. Should I piss while you're saying this too? Do you, do you have to pee really? <laughs> yeah, bad? yeah, it's on like right. the tip of my dick. Yeah, yeah, go pee, man. You have 30 seconds before I run out of things to say. You're not moving fast enough, by the way. You're moving like my grandpa would move. I'll move your mom. But uh, I think Sam Stoll here, um, I'm, I'm somewhat nervous about this. He Obviously, he's not going to – I think we're going to see him pin – one of these kids, he, he's gonna he's gonna impose his force, and he's gonna turn one of these kids and stick them. As far as the top fourteen goes, as far as pulling out and being able, I I, I would have a I would have a lot more confidence if he would have wrestled against Maryland and squeezed out a win during that duel. That would have really sparked my belief in winning in in thinking that he could win this weight class. However, we didn't get to see that. We felt like either he was holding back from an injury, or we didn't want to lose to that level of kid at that moment. So, but like going going to his style right now, like do you feel like he's a hundred percent? From what we've seen so far, he looks 100%. From what I see, 
okay. Well, a lot of this comes from uh, his his um, wrestle off of Costello was one of them, and then I think it was Illinois. He had a close match, uh, overtime, double overtime. Something. No, it wasn't Illinois. Where was it? Um, shit. It was at the. Was it Buffalo or? Yeah, yeah. It was one of those. It was that big fat guy. So. Um, yeah, he's wrestled good since that match. And then, and then the Costello match was thing. I think he's a little hesitant mentally. I think, I think he's a little timid from his feet and a little, I haven't yet seen him drop down to a knee. Here's the thing. I, I watching him wrestle last year, um, I remember being frustrated a lot because I knew how good he can be on top. Yeah. And kids seemed like they could get off the whistle. Unless that he first had, move. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he almost needs to depend on a takedown to where he can belly them out sure. to work towards a pin. And so watching uh, matches whenever he was in the top position, he didn't have too much for a counter. As far as uh, the kid being able to get away, yeah. I, I I mean the kid, they, they would clear their hips, they get out. Unless Stoll can can belly the kid out. So, say, which, yeah, which that which is why I was saying he's gonna pin one of these top twenty sure, kids. Yeah, he he's gonna pin one or two of them, um, but it's gonna be because it comes from either an offensive move or a defensive move. To where he bellies the kid out. Okay, he so he weighs the two hundred and eighty-five pounds. I think that two hundred of that easy is all up in his upper, like from his dick up. You know, like he just. <laughs> yeah, his legs aren't huge. No, they're average, and he's a short guy. He has a massive upper body, and that's why he can turn people. Like he's gonna get control on top, um, but. I, I, he worries me a lot from his feet. And if it, if there's somebody that takes him down, you know, yep. there's not much to happen by the back from that. By the way, the match we were talking about was uh, against Jake Gunning of Buffalo, who was ranked number 20th in the country yeah. and stole one in sudden victory, uh, four to three. Yeah. So, so it came down to not even uh, uh, sudden death. It came down to right, writing him, writing him out. And I remember. I can't remember what had exactly happened there during that match. There was a throw out of bounds. Yeah, there was some a little yeah. bit of controversy yeah. in that match. There, he he might have should have lost that match. Yep. Uh, I could have gone either way. Um, but so Stoll is a beast, nonetheless, uh, and he's probably still one of the better heavyweights we've had uh, talent-wise coming in. I I agree. Yeah, I, I see more potential out of that kid than. Um, I love Dan Erickson. Well, great, Dan, great heavyweight. Dan started out at like an 84-pounder. 97 starter and uh, suffered that shoulder injury and yep. then and then bounced Ankle. back. Went to the – that. that's why I was saying, yep. you know, throw – what's it, Stickley into the Doyle program mm-hmm. to bring yeah. up the 133 because sure. that's what they did with Erickson. Yep. They put him on the on that foot, Iowa football. Same with like Philip Ketty back in the day. Like they they really beefed him up and got him up there. Yeah, yeah. Um. So 
yeah, stole stole's a man, but there's no lateral movement with him, side to side movement. He's not very quick, agile, none of that. No, he, he his takedowns are going to come from defensive takedowns. Yeah, or or single leg snatches. Like he's not going to hit his knee very often, and if he does, I'm afraid he'll ever get back up. I don't know. Yeah. He, you're, you're not going to see a Sam Stoll shooting like a high crotch or an outside single. But but to be great, you have to. Right. So, I don't know where he sits yet. If he's 100% healthy, he is still a top five guy. For sure. For sure. He's too At, strong not to be. I, I, I completely But I don't know where he sits mentally and physically. And uh, he worries me a lot, actually. So... Yep. If he if, if if he can win this tournament. Oh, they'll say a lot of shit. They'll say he's ready for a national championship. I'm gonna Kyle be Kyle. I'm Snyder. gonna be following this. Are are we watching this what are the actual dates this is airing on? Uh twenty eighth, twenty ninth, I believe. Well what what days of the week does that land on? Should be Friday, Saturday. So it's gonna be uh yep. The first session starts Friday, um, the 29th, and it's not giving me a time. But we're going to have the round one and two on Friday, and then round three in the finals on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be following lists really close. Yeah, that'll be sweet. Yeah. yeah. I should come here. We get hammered and fucking forget everything we watched and then rewatch it. And then try to do this and then try to do a podcast (laughs) (laughs) so yeah well that's our podcast boys and girls it's uh initiate contact wishing y'all merry christmas hope you get all the gifts that you deserve all the ones you don't go fuck yourself work harder next year bitch yep we'll win midlands for you if you have a shitty christmas (laughs) yeah your your present to yourself is watch midlands and then listen to us and hey hey guys by the way I know we've said this before, but we are on Stitcher. Leave us some comments asking questions. We want to answer your questions on this podcast. We don't care what it is. Chocolate Taco, you want to say something totally douchebaggy? Yeah, actually, should we challenge Chocolate Taco? We haven't done a challenge in a while. Yeah, let's do a challenge. Let's bring this doucher in here and show him what second rate what do you call it? second rate what d bags d bags which we stands are. for douche i'm pretty Doucher sure bags or dick bags d- but d- that would be dolly weird. bags but anyways you come in here first off what's the challenge takedowns for dollars oh, maybe then you know what chocolate taco you call out the challenge yeah let's you you let us you know. you post that comment go go on rahaka report and post your challenge yeah and uh, outside, like, like it, it's got to be like an actual, like, uh, like game or not a fist fight. Is that well, fist fight would be okay. <laughs> I'm talking about like who can pull the best statistics in an Excel file. Like, that's that's not a thing. <laughs> I'm confused. I would lose. That'd be you. Yeah, it can't be something dumb. That's oh, all we're saying. Yeah. But yeah, Chaco Taco, let's see what you got. If you if you're a man, you're gonna you're gonna post again and then and then claim your uh, claim your fucking game and then uh, we'll see what happens from there. Yeah. But the rest of you, go yeah. ahead. Don't don't let that 
don't let that scare you off. Go ahead and post your shit. If you want to talk shit, I'll headbutt the fuck out of you too. You know, uh, and then, or you can ask us questions about how oh, we how we mix. Oh, so the greatest they can drink be nice too in the entire. Yeah, no, no, no. no. They can say nice thing. things, but I also want Chaco Taco to know. You know, if you're posting the Hawkeye wrestling room, there's a semi level of respect there. Like at 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 least you're in the right message board. That's right. At least you're following so, the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. That that's the most important thing. Sure. If our uh, if, if our uh, well, from what we've read of Chaco Taco, he's not a fan. But if from what we're seeing out of our fan base, if that if if that's all we're getting, actually, I'm interested from our own our own fan base. I'm cool with that. Actually, I'm interested to know what kind of like. We're, obviously, he does follow. Oh, for that's sure. That's impressive. For sure. So I'd like to yeah, know like how he follows, who, who he follows, where he's getting his information. Where uh, yeah, and he called Bruno out. I, I think he knows Bruno. Well, he knows he's uh, going to school to be a doctor, but yeah. uh, but other than that, like Stalker McStockson. <laughs> but but he uh, he he obviously follows the program. So, so we don't want to bash on on. Well, those and actually, he said much. hardly outside of that For, one first second off, rate thing. This isn't. He hasn't we said we love Bruno. This again, this isn't his, his podcast. Um, but we do have people in here to help us with facts as we go because we're doing it basically, fucking, uh, you know, this is all improv. Yeah, and we've stated multiple times we that don't we, give. We're, a we're not experts. Fuck. We about we, like straight facts for, about other teams. Sure, we want to kind of be. We want to be right on the Hawks. I don't give a flying fuck who, you know, Kyle San- Fagger Sanderson. What's his name again? Bale Fagerson. Bale Fagerson. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. God, who we he haven't is. said that in a while. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Um, you you just uh, you let us know where like you can't just call us second rate douchebags and not tell us what about you know you can't just do that and then and then not like explain why if unless you're that big of a pussy yeah and listen a little more carefully to the podcast because at that point when we were talking when he accused Bruno of falling asleep we were talking about Brandon Sorensen because we we were talking about how. The match was boring and it put us to sleep. Yeah, and then you told just, Bruno to wake up. Yeah, but I mean, so we're follow, not, follow a little closer. We're not Chaco being Taco. salty, actually. Uh, <laughs> we laughed about it. Actually, it's actually good commentary. Oh, no, go ahead, Gab. It's actually what you gotta yeah, tell me now. Yeah, I'm excited. It's actually good commentary. Anybody that's all. What's that? Uh, positive or negative? Any any publicity is good publicity, kind type of thing. So, but um, uh, at the same time, we want to know why. There's it doesn't help us if you just call us second rate douchebags and don't explain why. So, well, even and, and then, even, even if he explained himself, would we? If really it turns change? out that you're just living in your mom's basement and you're just doing this to everybody, you're a fucking douchebag yourself. So. Right, that's yeah. that's what we kind of want to find out. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we do have a couple of new reviews on Stitcher. Oh shit! We're gonna read them. 
Um, actually, one I really don't care too much about. Read them all. Let's not like. Let's not let people to guess. You know. Okay. Uh, so Hawkeye seventy seven says this podcast is ridiculous in the best possible way. That was a five star. Hey, right, thanks, buddy. Thanks, Love Hawkeye you. You're awesome, Keaton will man. suck your dick later. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then. No, this guy chose to be unanimous or anonymous. Anonymous. I've had way too many BBs. Anonymous. <laughs> uh, so this guy says his subject line is Big Ten title worthy intros and commentary. So thank you. Yep, that works. That, yep that that's that's on a that's, Big Ten's little though, you know. Yes, but thank you. I mean, uh, we're then, on the national. But, but level. then he says, if raw passion and intensity had a flavor, it would be black velvet. Oh, I like that. Keep them coming, go Hawks. Keep the BB Dots coming. See, that's the kind of guy that gets us. Yeah, you know what I mean? That kid. Yeah, he he knows. We're again, we're not experts. Well, it's not necessarily he. It might be a big-breasted chick, blondie with blue eyes and. <laughs> What? <laughs> That's the biggest smile I've ever seen on Gavin's face in my entire life. <laughs> I got a boner. But, yeah, this is just, we're just having fun here. This is Gavin and I. We spent way too much time on the phone discussing every one of these duels. We figured why not just put it out for everybody. Years. Yeah. It's like, why don't we just record yeah. it and, and just throw it up online every every week? And believe it or not, we censor it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. There's times I'm giving Gavin a fucking, like, stink eye, mm-hmm. and my eye starts twitching. Uh, yeah. yeah. As you heard with the cunt comment. But I think he allowed the cunt pretty good. No, cunt's passable. That's not what my concerns are. All right, initiate contact, episode 10. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Happy holidays. Get we'll, the presents you yep, need. We'll uh, be talking to you after uh, Midlands. Midland final. What are you looking at? Go Hawks. Oh, the silent majesty of a winter's morn, the clean, cool chill of the holiday air, and an asshole in his bathrobe emptying a chemical toilet into my sewer. Ah, yeah. You checked our shitters, honey? Clark, please. He doesn't know any better. You ought to know it's illegal. It's a storm sewer. If it fills with gas, I pity the person who likes a match with an opinion. It's that time. Christmas time is here. Everybody knows there's not a better time of year. Hear that sleigh. Santa's on his way He'll kill parade for Christmas vacation Got a ton of stuff to celebrate Now it's getting closer, I can't wait Gonna make this holiday as perfect as can be Just wait and see this Christmas vacation this old house sure is looking good. Got a 
ourselves the finest snowman in the neighborhood. And it's fun, always on the run. That's how it's done on Christmas vacation. 